It's time and welcome back to another episode of the Bob Jeswald Show. We're getting active and whether it's running a marathon or just playing sports, everyone's getting moving and we're going to tell you why in just one minute. But we've got a special guest in studio today as well as one a thousand miles away, a soccer coach born in Vietnam and a triathlete coach from Iowa. Talking about what makes you motivated to do the next thing, whether it's a run, whether it's a bike, swimming or whatever it may be, these guys are amazing. It's all coming up next. Bob Jeswald Show. Personal power. People positive. The community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. Welcome back. We're fully fledged into spring. And what I love about this time of year is that you can just get outside anywhere in the United States. It seems like we're starting to see the earth tilt enough just so we can get away from the snow and that ice. You know how that is. But yet we can still participate in a lot of indoor sports anywhere. So today's guest, we're starting out with Keith Hedger from Iowa, right outside of Des Moines, about 35 miles or 40 miles, 45, 50. I am about 45 minutes from East Des Moines. All right. So you're, you're suburbs then, is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, it's a lot of farmland between here and there. That's the way yeah. Iowa is. It's like Indiana. It's like it just, you go from one spot and then upstate New York's the same way. Yeah. Buffalo, people think, yeah. they think New York City is like the whole city, the whole state of New York. New York is so rural. If it wasn't for like Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo, and New York, New York, there's like nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah. So, um, Here's the thing, and I love this today because Rise Up Endurance Coach is really good because we have Jason Robertson in here as well. He's also yep. a physical fitness guru as well, and he wanted to kind of cool. join us today. Let's just say hi to Jason, too. He's he's here sitting next to me. So, Jason, how you doing? Good. Great. Thanks. Thanks hey, for having go. me today. Let's hear how your voice is. Let's hear, let's hear Jason here. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me today. That's good. It sounds good. He sounds good, doesn't he? All right, Keith. So, Keith, Rise Up Endurance, and we'll talk about you being an author, too, because I know you've done some really pretty cool stuff. That We'll have a little fun with that at the end. But um, why is this important? Percentage of Americans who are obese is increasing. As a country, we, as a country and as in general, people need to start getting more active. People need to learn more about their nutrition. People need to go from, I'm motivated to run a 5K to actually running that 5K. But it's not easy, and we, we talk about this a lot. You know, you're, to pull someone off the couch, we're, we're going in a generation that everybody's all, right here, I say this all the time, yeah. the selfie generation. Um, we we got to get them out of that, but still know that we got to ambulate. Yeah. Got to ambulate. And um, yeah. and you help many do that. I've seen you. I mean, I've seen you, of course. Yeah. You've done a lot here locally in the Georgia yeah. area over the years, and uh, being an I. Iowa, what would I call you? You're local. You're like um, you're a native Iowan. Iowan, that's it. You're an Iowan. Yeah, now that's I'm it. yeah. We moved back to Iowa. Yeah, I started here. I'm back here. I'm not sure how that worked out. <laughs> hey, it, it's working out because you just did an Ironman. I understand up in that area. I did. I did a Ironman Des Moines seventy point three last year. Um, they're actually having a full Ironman this year, but I'm not signed up for that because working on expanding the coaching business and a couple of novels. I there wasn't time for that kind of training level. So, so I'm you, backing that off a little bit, the training level off a little bit, but I'm staying in shape. I'm training for another marathon. Uh, and I'm working on helping other people get started on fitness and get into fitness. You don't have to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, this is why we, and you're, you're real keen on that. You're, you're really good at getting these women and men. Some, some, I've known, I don't want to say they're, they're not, not necessarily obese, but you've had some, you had some, um, some, trainees I've I've had some people who were not that super fit looking person who are doing amazing things I love how you do Um, it yeah it's honestly get started start slow don't go into the gym and go I'm going to lift every plate in here that's not going to end well let me figure out some basic stuff I can do let's start incorporating a little at a time until I get to where I'm going I've worked with a I'm working with a couple of people where it was, okay, we're going to do some strength training, but you're deconditioned. So this is not going to look like a workout to most people. It's, I need you to get up for five minutes every hour and go walk. Every coach is different. Every coach is different. It's like you go to a doctor, one doctor is going to be one way, you know, another person. And that's what gives us preferences. We have choices. Going to Keith Hedger is different from, from somebody else. And I know that, you know, people do move from coach to coach. You as a, yeah. And that's okay. But you coach, I've noticed even the way you coach, you, you, you have a connection 
different for some people. And I know that we talk about there's certain boutique gyms and there's different things, yeah. but especially what you do, what is your niche? What is your way of getting the people that seem to surround Keith? And who do you attract? Um, people getting started or restarting their fitness journey and runners. Those are my core areas. Okay. And Those are the thing, I, I love running and been coaching runners for a long time so if you want to go a little farther or go a little faster i get more than happy to help you out and i really enjoy doing that and i'm just i know where i was when i started my fitness journey at four i turned 40 my life i felt like my life was a train wreck turns out it really wasn't <laughs> well how old do you, you know, know? And you're in them i'm 52 okay so i'm starting to look into hey how do you deal with all do all this fitness stuff as you get older because there are some changes you got to pay attention to yeah you're not kidding i think i did a live on it the other day but a lot of it is yeah i can still work out hard i just can't do the same kind of hard workout every day i have to change that up jason what do you think of this i think this is great because you know, i'm a high school community coach for soccer uh travel cool. ball coach yeah. and i think i want to hear from keith later about how can we, as coaches, help implement kids? Because I think we're so focused on organized sports versus individual. That's something mm -hmm. they can do for a lifetime. And I just don't think enough kids are exposed to what Keith's talking about at an early enough age. Good question, yeah. Keith. Uh, something I'm, in, I'm thinking about, but um, haven't really worked, I haven't done work a lot with the kid demographic. But yeah, it's we've got to expose these kids to multiple different exercise formats or workout formats or sports so that they find what they actually enjoy doing. If you find what you enjoy doing, you'll do it. we got to get them young. I think Jason yeah. hit the nail on the head. I mean, it, why don't yeah. let's get them now. So then when you get them, you could continue to train and make, it's like, yeah. you know, educating our kids yeah. in school. If we don't teach them how to read and write by third grade, we're, we're in trouble. Yeah, they're kind of, there's going to be issues. If we don't get them out there and they go, hey, I really like running, or I really like swimming, or I really like lifting weights, you know, whatever their thing is, then they can build the rest of the rest of their fitness journey around that. You know, I run and I lift. That's kind of what I do. Run, cycle, and lift is most of my stuff. And all of my lifting is kind of geared toward build my running. Make, give me a strong core so that I can run longer and hold form better. Well, how do we start with that? Let's let's take uh, sure let's, expose yeah. them a little at a time for kids. You know, Jason, you're you're coaching soccer, so they're getting exposed to running and competition, and that's great and some agility and skills and quickness because they've got to be constantly moving to get on the ball or defend against the person with the ball. And then maybe get them into the weight room a little bit. Let them get let them get started on that. They'll build that core up and see where strength training can play into that. Hey, I'm a competitive soccer player. I need to get to that next level. I just so see this different. Go ahead. Yeah, I see this as good market. Really, really, the reason I brought this up too, though, is not only a lot of the kids that do not get on the field. You know, when you have it's 18 kids, and you know yeah. who the starters are. There's like five or six kids that are really great shape, but they never really see the playing field. So as a coach, yeah. now you've sparked an idea in me. It's like, you know what? I hate for these kids to be in such good shape, have such endurance, but they're not getting to use it because they're just not competitive enough to be on the field to start for their high school. So they end up either quitting or just don't think they're good enough. So it's like you're wasting yeah. talent for kids that probably if they were pushing in a different area, something we can offer. I'm kind of excited about being here today because this, this is really sparking some ideas for me to, yeah. to use these kids. I had several kids this season – that were just great, dedicated, came to every practice, but maybe they played five minutes the whole season. I felt bad for them, but, you know, in a high school environment, you have to play kids that are going to win. Yeah. And these kids yeah, mean winners off the field. Though. I'm going to say a big yeah, amen a to that. Amen to that, because I, I see that oh, constantly. Yeah. I sat on the bench as a flanker in football. I couldn't play, but I played ice hockey, and I wrestled in high school. And there, yeah. it's it's detrimental. I'm, I'm not saying, yeah. well, of course, you're there to win. We're not talking about we're not coaching to lose, but but we, we needed somehow – not discourage those kids and, and, and still keep them active instead of benching yeah. them. It, volleyball or these big sports that are, you know, they let the kids, yeah. we're only going to take the good kids. Other kids are sitting there and that, that happens a lot. I, I, no. You don't do that as a, as a, you know, rise up endurance coach. I mean, you're well, rising everybody up to the occasion when they come. So you get some athletes are mediocre, some are not. When you're training, how do you train yeah. individually then? Like Jason's saying too, I mean, what do you, what do, you do in a situation what you do? where you're okay. going to have some that are going to be pretty good naturally. And I've seen you. You had yeah. some spectacular athletes and that you, you helped develop in this area. And then, But do you bring yeah. them all together at the same time, or are you individually coaching one-on-one? -on -one? 
What's the best a, way to a do A lot it? of with, for what I'm doing, a lot of it is one-on-one coaching and kind of geared toward, like I have a triathlete in, uh, triathlete in Florida. We're working on some weight loss and some strength training and a little bit of running improvement. And I'll kind of, I'm going to co- coach her or guide her on the triathlon side, but most of our focus is on that weight loss and that strength training and running. Get those improved. Um, others, I'm just starting out. Well, okay, understand when you got to run a 5K, there is no guarantee. Unless you're a five-minute miler, I'm, it's going to be real hard to guarantee you're going to win that. But we can go, hey, what's your personal best at a 5K? Let's get a comparable 5K and see if we can improve on that. Make it you against yourself, you against yourself, and see your own improvement. Because even a little bit of improvement is a huge game. You can Maybe with your soccer players, you go, Hey guys, we've got games games going on, and you've got to coach coach the team and make those selections so that the team has a, has success. But you can go, hey, there's a 5K in one of our off weeks. Let's all go out and do the 5K. Let those other kids get out there and do something a little more competitive, and do, and get to play and get to put all that running they do for soccer to an advantage. Does that work, Jason? Yeah, oh, I agree. But that's a different kind of running, though. Just because you're a soccer yeah. player doesn't oh, yeah. mean you can do yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And before anybody asked me, I've run pretty much every distance you can run. I ran all kinds of ridiculous distances. 5K is a long way to run, folks. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly Especially is. Especially when, you know, you're coaching for soccer, and they might run a mile in training. That's right. That's right. But they might run three miles back and forth down the field during the day, but as a dedicated, hey, go run. <laughs> yeah, we're in, so, the, we're in the tra- during this podcast we're in a, the track and field season it's wrapping up actually in many high schools and i've noticed you got your cross-country kids maybe some football players on there that we know and, and ones that i'm particularly uh close to but i i laugh because i i have one of my kids my middle daughter she's uh she's the big runner and uh you know she's our big cross-country girl but she's doing 1600 today and she was t- has to do a 3200 uh, a couple weeks ago. She says, "Well, I haven't been training for that." I'm like, "Geez, you run a f- you run cross country during the other seasons, but I haven't been doing it for months." So there's a difference with our body. We have to yeah. listen to that. I mean, you you could be training one way, but if you slow down and something, you you gotta you you gotta keep that. So th- the body yeah. goes through changes. It's not like mm-hmm. you, you're like Ooh, a phys- yeah. you're like a physical therapist coach. You go to Keith, you learn a little something, and you go back. Do you still keep going back to you? And do people who come for the first time, do they want to go to a coach one-on-one, or is it good to be in a group of people? What do you, what do you think if somebody's new, um, the newbie? It depends. On, honestly, it depends on your goals and what they are and what the situation is. Like, I'm working with a lot of um, deconditioned athletes right now, so one-on-one helps with that, where it's like, okay, let's talk about what your weight, weight, where your weight was this week, what happened. Oh, you went to the ice cream shop three times. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's why that didn't work out. Let's cut that back. <laughs> but yeah, we, I can get a feel for where are they at? You've got these injuries. You've got these restrictions. You've talked to your doctor. Your doctor's clear to do this. Okay, we're going to push on, push a little bit on that, but we're going to be careful about it so that you don't overdo it. If I'm working with more athletic people, you can do group workouts like you used to do down, down in Columbus. We were doing a track night down at, I think, the track down at uh, Lake Bottom Park. And it was a group, but everybody could kind of work on their own individual. What's my fast? What's my track workout? And still have, you know, a group setting in a group environment where we could encourage each other. And it's, you see somebody who's, they're running that 100 or 400 much faster than you are. Well, great. That's a little bit of a motivator, but you can also cheer them on. And they're going to cheer you on just as hard when you pull off that PR portal personal best quarter model are you doing this virtually were you because when you right now i right now every almost everything is online i've got one client who's coming over to the house and we're working out so this is interesting because i i just discovered this i didn't even know this jason because when you said light bottom i know well you're you can't be 45 minutes outside of des moines and farmland and be down in (laughs) in the the light bottom area of columbus georgia so so how do you how does one do this so this is interesting because people can shop around now for their coaches, in a sense, I mean, does this? I'm trying to figure out how that oh. is. That's kind of interesting. I just, I guess, it was this something that was uh, thought up of during the pandemic? Because it seems like that's where a lot of these things came out. You know, a lot of virtual stuff. The personal training community caught jumped onto virtual training really big because of COVID. Because gyms were getting shut down, they had no place to go to work, but they had stuff at home, and they had Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom went, hey, we'll give you a 30 minutes for free. Great, I can do a group workout across Zoom. Um, 
running and triathlon and endurance coaches had been doing co online coaching for quite a while, actually. We just deliver our training program and go, okay, Bob, Monday, you're doing this. Tuesday, you're going to track night. Wednesday, I need you to run six miles at this pace. Yeah. And, so, it does, they, and they have a lot of those apps because I, I know we did a few. Yeah, I, I think Mogadishu Mile was even one of them. Um, yeah. out of Fort Benning, Georgia, we did too that one year. And it, it, it's, it's nice. And you could get the little virtual map of, you could kind of see where you're going kind of thing, yeah. but there is nothing better than to do it with other people. So if somebody is coming yeah. one-on-one -on -one with you, do you encourage them to get together with some folks and, and kind of condition? I, I am totally okay with that. My, I have a client in Florida, a lot of her workouts, it's like, okay, I do these bike train bike rides or bike races on Tuesday nights. Great. We're going to incorporate that into your training. Keep going out and having that social thing. Uh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, if you need me to get on a zoom call with you, you know, a Facebook live with you while you're trying to figure out how to do some exercise. Great. <laughs> yeah. We can do that. I can schedule that in and we'll make it happen. Do you get, okay, so Jason, you, you, okay, coaching, kids, soccer, that kind of thing. What do you think, if you can glean from this at all, I mean, kids, and, and I, I still kind of stuck on that point. I, I love the fact when you said that, because I know there's so much of that where kids, there's going to be kids that are going to be much better than the, than the other kid, but to keep them inclusive and part of the training and doing all that, what, what are you, um, what are you thinking from this? Could you see anything beyond the scope of, uh. Just meeting a couple of days a week. How many times a week do you guys you guys train during uh, soccer season? Well, I was sitting there in high school. It was every yeah, day after every school. Day after I mean, school. We had a couple of matches a week, so it's very intense. But I just see, when I was listening to him, that sparked the idea. There's a lot of kids that don't start but have that endurance already built into them. And if they don't do something with it and they've had the foundation that Keith was talking about already, you're mm -hmm. talking about you're not just talking about kids that are you know, not doing anything. These are kids that are actually very active. But mm. as soon as high school's over, guess what? They're not going to play any sports anymore. They're going to quit doing any kind of sport and activity, but if we can kind of engage them earlier. I love the fact Keith mentioned his age because I think there's a huge market there. With I mean, I just turned 51. Uh, and, you know, I'm looking at Keith, and no offense, if you look at people, if, if Keith were to walk by me in the mall and I didn't know Keith, I wouldn't look at him as a triathlon runner. I mean, I think right. that's the beauty of this the sport that he's teaching is looks aren't everything because I work out mm -hmm. with guys at a gym can throw around 500 pounds, but they'll have a heart attack walking to the mailbox. I mean, so yeah. looks aren't everything. Yeah, Keith's a slender yeah. guy. I, I've known Keith, um, an, an incredible athlete. And, and I'll, the first oh. time I saw Keith, I thought, is he, I didn't realize his trainer, but I saw how everyone's like a magnet to him. And just, they, he does such a great job. He's a great, they, they love him. And, 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 and a lot of that is how you communicate. And if I'm right in saying this, Keith, you, you're, you, you get on everyone's level. I could tell people, you're just a frank guy and you're not trying to, you know, you don't look like you're over the top. None of that. You're very unassuming. And uh, exactly what uh, Jason said, it's interesting. And, and you're just this dynamite um, triathlete and, and you're always winning awards and you're coming in. And I'm like, geez, gosh, I mean, you look at you and I was like, gosh, if you can do it. And, and again, it's not, it's like, you don't, you don't see, this isn't the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. The, the guys are totally ripped or they got to look a certain yeah. way. That's all nonsense. It's, it's how well your core and you, you touched on the core yeah. thing. And I, I can't say, I think you're so right on that. Having a strong core, yeah. it's amazing what you can you oh, can do. It is. It is. You've got to work on. I'm NASM certified, and the big goal thing there is to get people to move for 150 minutes a week any way they can. <laughs> oh, wow. If you uh, like lifting weights, we can, we can structure that. If you want to run, we can structure that. If you want to walk at a brisk pace, I'm all about it. Let's figure out what you like doing and build everything else around that. Do you need to do a lot of weightlifting? No. Not if you're going to be a runner. But there's some weightlifting that can be beneficial. You know, find that, like I said, you find that baseline. I want to, I, I want to strength train. I want to run. I want to, I just want to walk and be in better shape. Okay, we can work on that. A lot of, Jason, you probably teach a lot of what we call skills, agility, equipment drills for soccer players. Would that be That's correct. fair? Correct. Yeah, you can incorporate that into anybody's workout. I'm a big fan of trail running personally. So all my road triathlete, road runners and triathlete people go out and run trail. That'll work on your running balance. Uh, oh, yeah. Skills. Watch out for that That's root. Not let, watch out for that root rock and hole. Yeah. <laughs> and that water hole that's on that side. You know, when you said about trail running, there. what's the – and I just digress here for a moment, but I find it interesting. It actually makes it a little stronger sometimes – 
it prevents injury. It seems like it's a better instead of always running flat or, or running on a road. Yeah. What what is it? Well, what's the deal about this new wave of trail running? And it seems it's good for like maybe for athletes when they come to you know soccer yeah. players off season or anybody else. Whatever you 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 know you're a basketball player, mm-hmm. track runner, triathlete. What, why is it such a good thing? Well, it runs the gamut of anything from a flat grass surface, something like a soccer court, a soccer field in Jason's world to, you know, single track trail up and down Pine Mountain Trail. <laughs> Lord knows we've all run a bunch of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's less of an impact. It's not, you're not running on a road and beating your feet to death. And if your form's a little bit off or your foot strikes a little bit off, you're setting yourself up for an injury over time. You can go out and run trail and it's a little less concussion on your body. You've got to slow down a little bit. You've got to work on form. You've got to pay attention to where what your foot placement looks like because roots, rocks, holes in the ground, branches sitting, a tree fell down. You got to get, get over it. That kind of thing. And you know, hills. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to work some hills. Trail running is one of my go-to's, and it's one of my favorite favorite uh, running activities. Anyway, it puts- it's one of my go-to's to slow people down and make them work on some of that other stuff if they're going to be a pure runner let's get get some trail time mind and and, and eye and foot coordination and you you touched on that too as far as like you know you're, you're you got to think it through it's like a chess game too you're kind of anticipating that rock over there watch out for that tree branch you know th- you know there's certain things in it, it you're experiencing sometimes nature or, or if it's out in a desert or wherever you may be we did yeah. a lot of that out up in the rod rock canyon area uh Western mm-hmm. foothills of uh, Las Vegas when I lived out there. So that's always, oh, that's nice. always a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, it was great. But the thing is, you got to stay hydrated. Don't let that dry heat fool you. <laughs> it's a dry Desert's heat, baby. Like but, that. Oh, yeah. It could be. It's not, it's not always the same. But I, 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 I love that. And I think the key is anyone listening, I, I, want, I want everybody to know, and I say this all the time, that you can do it. You can do it. And it doesn't matter what size, shape, form you're in where you're at and your your uh you know any where you're at and when it comes to your athleticism whether you're a beginner you're somebody who's been intermediate or somebody hasn't done it in years or you've been doing it all the time but you need sometimes we need a little readjustment and you know just uh kind of get tapped in tell me how it works with you how to how to rise up endurance uh uh, coaching and doing it virtual anywhere in the united states they want to tap in with you how does one like sign up and do it and you, you I, I guess you just kind of interview them a little bit make sure you don't have any big health risks you know so nobody's gonna yeah. fall flat on their face yeah. and you don't hear from them again what do we do how do we get around all that you could e- email me or find, track me down on social media all on facebook and a couple other websites and instagram and all that under the rise up name brand and what we'll do is we'll sit down and have a phone call most likely or a zoom meeting something where we can go, okay, where are you at? Do you have any injuries? If you have any injuries, I'm going to refer you straight out to your doctor. I'm a personal trainer. Personal trainers don't fix injuries. We help you get fit. <laughs> if you're injured, we need to get that addressed. That doesn't mean we don't, there's no way for you to work out. If you've got a, I've got a, one of my clients that recently picked up plantar fasciitis. He talked to his doctor and now we're doing some stuff where we're doing exercises that where he doesn't have to put his feet down and take a bunch of weight on him so that his PF will clear up, but he can still get a workout in. And we're organizing it as a circuit training. So he still gets a cardio benefit out of it. But I will go, okay, you have an injury or you have a heart condition or whatever. I need you to go to your doctor, get cleared and get whatever limitations you need to stay under. If you're an injured, you're going to go from the doctor to the physical therapist when the physical therapist is done, then you can come see a personal trainer or me or somebody like me. Um, look for somebody with a corrective exercise specialization. They could probably help you out with that. I know you we can't to be, get back into it. So you can't be scarfing down burgers all the time mm-hmm. and all kinds of junk food and a lot of bad, you know, bad sugar foods and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So between soccer coach and, yeah. and you, uh, you know, uh, Keith, what, what do you guys, uh, you know, as far as dieting, what would be the difference between what a triathlete diet would be or what you coach and what a soccer coach, what, what do we do? Cause I was a hockey player. I know before game I'd eat starchy yeah. stuff, but what, yeah. but, but doesn't nutrition play a big deal in this? You guys start with, uh, it, it, start with you and then we'll go to Jason. All right. It does. Um, if you're an endurance athlete, you're going to want to focus on getting good clean carbohydrates in. So fruits, vegetable, that kind of thing with a balanced mix of you need fats, you need some pro- protein for muscle growth. Uh, 
So no, it doesn't have to be pasta night every day, but a cup uh, salad is a really good source of carbohydrates. Um, you can look around, oatmeal, that kind of thing. Get that in. You'll get protein in to build muscle, rebuild muscle, all that. And as you get older, you got to pay more attention to this. I recommend tracking apps, something like MyFitnessPal or something like that, so you can keep an eye on it. You can track what you're eating. Do not think because you're exercising a lot that you can eat whatever you want. Much as I love a bacon cheeseburger, I can't do that every day. <laughs> I, I, it will end badly. So is it a misnomer when people do that? Like, God, I can just eat anything and I can because I'm going to be burning yeah. off all these calories. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. It really guilty, is. Yeah, because you, you think you can because you're like, I've been working out, but we're really doing more harm. you got to remember what we put inside this machine. You know, when to put the right oil in there, the right weight oil, you know, it's 1030 or yeah. 2050 or whatever. Maybe yeah. you want that. Yeah. You want that to still be uh, working quite well. Because, I, I, you know, you see some athletes and they're big. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking really big. That's amazing what they accomplished. Yeah. But imagine if they were putting better nutrition in is what you're saying, if I'm understanding yeah. that correctly. Well, yeah, um, a lot of it. Well, it, it was kind of down in the Columbus community. We would, you know, get our get our Saturday morning workout in, and then it's off to the breakfast place or Ruth Ann's or wherever. Sure. And let's have this giant breakfast that just neutralized everything we just burned by itself, and then we're going. Then I'm going home and having lunch. <laughs> so, see, it, despite the hunger pangs, and you you can feel that. So that's not a good thing. Yeah. Then, so you're saying don't don't just throw. You feel like you can eat it, just go, I, I worked out. But it's like, yeah. when you said the word neutralize, I thought that was interesting. So it's kind of like... Uh, it can is, be counterproductive. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, and yeah. you know, you, 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 did all the, you did all this work, and it's like, okay, what did I do this for? Is that... Yeah. What do you do? Now, Jason, you got young athletes. So, yeah. you know, how do you convince young kids? Because some of them eat well, but most of them, you got to think there's a lot of garbage out there. Not so much mm -hmm. their fault, but that's what's available out there. It's too many vending machines. Yeah, basically, as a coach, you just do a lot of recommendations. And I, but I think on Keith's point, one of the things I learned as a coach that I didn't really realize at first is, you know, kids sometimes play at 6 o'clock in the evening, you know, after school. They, even though they get out yeah. of school at 3.34, they don't play till 6. But the time you get on the bus, get to the game, and you don't think about it, the last time a lot of them ate was at school around 12 or 1. And for a while, I kept wondering why these kids seem like they don't have any energy. But I realized they hadn't eaten anything for almost six hours, and we're asking them to run for 90 minutes. So we started having to implement a nutrition, even though on a full meal, get some kind of nutrition like Keith's talking about to help them get through the game. And once I did that, I realized that was part of the solution. It changed everything for us. And so now that's pretty much standard. Based on when the game time is, we got to make sure these kids are eating. I see kids that are at these races too sometimes. What about hydration too? It's a lack of hydration. And there's a lot of vomiting when they really get to accelerate a lot. So what, what do we, you know, what, what's the emphasis on hydration? Well, we make sure we provide coolers at the field because kids naturally will not drink on their own yeah. unless they're forced, unless it's something they like, like Gatorade or something, yeah. or they've got some special drink now. But and be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to, and unless they're out on a Friday night doing their own yeah. drinking, yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about yeah. high, high school, <laughs> we don't want to do that. It sounds a lot like the five K community. Yeah, it sounds like the five K. When we're yeah. done, we're gonna go have a little drinky drink, yeah. and we'll just have you know you can stop and have a brewski. But it, yeah. good and bad. I mean, you got to you know after yeah. Soldier Marathon, they would give us those beers. You remember, and it did. It was something and, rewarding yeah. about that beer. But um, unless and, you were building, yeah. I'm not saying you can't have a beer. Okay, that's all I, I'm, I'm saying. saying. Keep it, keep a grip on half a hoops. Yeah. Well, I still play in the adult league, so we have called over forty league. So we call it the beer league. Ooh. The beer, oh, the beer yeah. league. Hey, let's <laughs> join the beer league. <laughs> so, yeah, these guys aren't too. I can see that me. as a win. <laughs> it's a win-win. But seriously, if yeah. you do join yeah. the beer league, let's say you have to, you still see some of those athletes that perform quite well, and it's like, how does one yeah. do that? Is it day? It, is it days of preparation, guys? I mean, when, isn't it important that yeah. you make sure that your muscles, your your organs, everything yep. has enough hydration? How? What is the magical word there? I mean, before we get in, um, I mean, when do you start hydrating? Because you don't want to do it the day of, right? You should be hydrating every day, constantly. It, it should should be a regular thing. Um, during a workout, every fifteen minutes, you should be taking in four to six ounces. If your workout's going more, four to six ounces of water or sports drink. If you're going more than 30 minutes, you should definitely be drinking sports drink because most of them provide carbohydrates that your body can use to uh, continue to fuel you during the workout. Um, for depending pain, on how long you're yeah. are you, how you're, long, go ahead. What about if you're peeing all the time though? Is that does that dehydrate you? Do you have to keep putting it in, or when when's the no? Level? That's just a sign you're that's generally a pretty good sign you're actually about the right level of hydration. Oh, okay. That's, oh, that's so it is a good thing. Tell us a little bit is about that, the recovery part. So after you've run a marathon, um, after you run a triathlon, what kind of drinks are you post, recommending? 
Post-workout, you're going to want to get in water or sports drink again. Dealer's choice on that. Uh, if you have weight, if you're trying to lose weight, you may want to go with water instead of sports drink to avoid the calories, but water is a good hydrator for rehydration and to prep for that workout you're doing tomorrow. So your soccer kids drink, you know, 20 ounces of water within a couple hours of their uh, training session. Then they drink water through the next day and the next day they get out there and they are already kind of prehydrated. And you're, depending on the any workout over 45 minutes, you should probably get a protein supplement, some kind of protein shake or something in. You want to get about 20 grams after a hard workout of protein to help those muscles start rebuilding. So that helps with muscle growth, helps with recovery, and helps you prep for the next day. And again, a good diet with a carbo with carbohydrate, an appropriate balance of carbohydrates and proteins and good fats for whatever your sport or your your physical activity is works out really well. You're not a lot of beer curl after that, though. I'm okay, depending on how long and. Well, okay, for Jason's student, for Jason's teams, probably not. Okay, okay. Um, for the rest of us, yeah, sure. Okay. Hey, can you Beer league is 12 ounce. 12 ounce, that's what it is. 12, 12 ounce, ounce curls. 12 ounce curls. Yeah. And then um, you could do that. In that case, I want six sets of <laughs> 25 reps. Just go. <laughs> you can do them on the side laterals, too. Those are good, too. Uh, like that. You can get wrong, sweet potatoes. They could do sweet potatoes. That's what they could do. So any, um, who, who did you guys, what inspired, you know, what inspired you, Keith? Who, who was, did you ever have, like, a, you know, somebody inspired you or that, that made you want to do this? What, what, what was it that well, kind of kicked you in gear? It was weird for me because of total physical conditioning with coach Pickford down at Fort Madison, Iowa, and then joined the army and the army's kind of a physical active lifestyle, but it really wasn't, we weren't gym rats or anything. And most of us weren't gym rats or anything, but we'd go out and do our PT. And we were okay with all that. Then I got out of the army and really wasn't doing much. And I was turning 40 and it was kind of, I got to do something. So I went for a run because that was the cheap, easy exercise format that didn't require a whole lot beyond a pair of shoes and some shorts. And it went from there. <laughs> and it was like, oh, wow, I actually like this. For one, I, the, the benefits were, one, my body, I was moving my body, and that paid off some benefit. Two, it was 30 minutes of time that no one could bother me. No one could come to me with their problems. I could go deal with, I could go out and just have some me time. And it just grew from there. I got involved on a social media site that was a bunch of endurance athletes who were, who were doing some really amazing hundred mile races on, you know, every three months, that kind of thing. And it was like, okay, I can run a 5k. And then three months later, I'm doing a half marathon. <laughs> the year later I was doing marathons and then 50 Ks. Then you got your certification. You said, Hey, I'm just going to be a trainer. Yeah. People started, well, people started coming to me for help with running. And it was like, at some point I need to find out what I'm actually supposed to be doing here. Not just what I did. So I went in RCA, Runners Club of America, RCA, as coaching programs for runners. And I got through the, I went through the level one and level two coaching programs. And then Terry, my wife, for Christmas one year, got me the CPT, uh, NASA Certified Personal Trainer Certification Program. So I got that certification. Since then, I've renewed as a corrective exercise specialist to help people who are coming back to fitness or have uh, imbalances, that kind of thing. I like and, it. Yeah. It's just, I, these are the areas I really enjoy going and that's where I, what I'm doing. So Jason. Now, now I'm more of a, as much a mentor as I am anything else. And I still get to do all the fun stuff I like to do. See, and that's, that's, that, that's your hit. That, that's important because if I'm looking for a coach like that, I, I want somebody like you who really kind of took the time, explored it. You, you practice what you preach kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and Jason, same thing. Jason's in really good shape. I mean, you guys are, you know, both of you guys, you know, are doing really good at, mm -hmm. at our age. And I, I got you both beat. I'll be 57 this year. Just to, just oh, man. I thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> but you, you, can, you, you can keep that record. You know, keep that record. See, see how it is. I just want to be as good as you guys. I got I to gotta maintain mm -hmm. that. That's the key. But Jason, what, what kind of, what, what got you where you're at? What was it similar to Keith's story? Or is this, do you got something a little more? I just, just fortunate. I started soccer when I was about 10 years old. I never quit. I am still so playing to this your... day. I'm 51, and I still actively play, coach. So I think a lot of just never quitting. The actual, so I'm fortunate that in. But yeah. I'll tell you right now, Keith could outrun me all day long because it's a different style. It's of running. a different style yeah. running. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a, that's that's the key. There. Yeah, that's that's, the, yeah. But I think to encourage Keith though, as I think 
he's basically reminding me that anybody at any age, though, can start doing what yeah. he's talking about. Like soccer, you can't just pick up soccer at 50 years old. You're going to hurt yourself a lot. But what he's talking about is a lot simpler even than just getting up and walking around your house if you're working from home. I just yeah. love that fact that Keith started that. When he opened up with that, it's like, you know what? That's, a lot of people need to hear that. Yeah. It doesn't matter your age. You can start this any day. Yeah. It's an excuse. You don't need Get- a lot of equipment. You don't need a lot of time commitment. It's five minutes every hour. Go for a walk. Here's a million dollar question. This is the one I want you both to answer. I can never get it. it it's to me the, the excuses, the people with excuses. I just don't have time. That's the number one excuse. What is your, what's the one you hear all the time? Learn to schedule. Get a calendar, calendar app. You've got build a to-do list. There's 10,000 free apps out there that you can put on your phone and it will tell you where you have time. If you got time to sit, I say it to my wife all the time. She goes, well, I don't have time. I mean, she has time to work out. She, I'll give her that. She, she yeah. makes a point that she works out every morning. She's a scheduled routine. She goes to one of those places, you know what I'm talking about, you have to schedule it on your app. I, you, know, yeah. give them, you know, There's a couple of them out there. She likes getting these yeah. little points and all that. And that works for her. I'm not a scheduled guy. Mm-hmm. I can't stand yeah. scheduling anything because I, I don't know when I'm going to get to the gym. When I get there, I get there. But when I get there, I'm going to work out. So, yeah. um, you know, but when people say they just can't when they're, and of course, they're not going to be one that's going to come to you. But that person who comes to you already must have a sense in their mind that I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to go wholeheartedly. I want to learn. I want to do something. How many of them you retain and how many just fall out and say, you know, I just, you know, they make too many excuses. Honestly, most of them who are going to be making excuses are probably not going to start. So just won't, they won't show up then. Typically they're not going to, or they might reach out and it may take several contacts before they get started. And then it's a, okay, let's see what your time commitment, your time availability really is. Let's find out why you're getting through this. And you have to work with them to get through their excuses because as much as anything, it's mental. All this physical stuff is as much mental as it is physical. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, it is. There's no question. Yeah. The other one that you'll get, I've heard a, a few times or other coaches have also talked about is somebody going, I'll start exercising after I've lost some weight. I'll start paying attention to my nutrition after I've lost some weight. Wait, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. Or what time of year? Now. Yeah, resolutions. We talked about that before. That's that's yeah. silly. Everybody thing. signs up for the gym in January or says they're going to run a marathon in you know, on January first, and then three weeks later they didn't convert motivation into discipline. And there's a whole lot of gyms that charge you. 20 bucks a month and you never go there and they make a lot of money on that business model. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, again, you, you get into different gyms for different people that suit them differently. Well, there one may be a boutique for this higher performance athlete or somebody wants to do like a stronger CrossFit. Somebody wants to do something like this virtually. It works on their own pace. Um, and that being said, could anybody work at their own pace with you though? Do they have to be an appointment with you? Um, no, I, if you're, if you're happy and you've got a base knowledge of the exercises, I can work with you remotely and go, hey, this is just when you need to do it. If you need me to go, hey, I need to, need to have a one-on-one or a video session, I can do that depending on scheduling. We can make that happen. Um, a lot of personal trainers, whether they're gym-based or not or online-based or not, will provide workouts for multiple days a week, but it's maybe one or two a week or every couple of weeks where they're actually doing I like that. So it's, what do you need? Yeah. And, and don't come in going, well, well, I want to lift every weight in the gym. Let's start up. Let's back off a little bit, get reasonable, set a smart goal. Let's start with getting you moving and make sure you're okay. Check, do some assessments, make sure you're bot- make sure we don't have any uh, imbalances to work on. So there's a psychological, you guys got a, you yeah. got a little psychological thing going here. Cause you, you, you have to do that. Cause if you get somebody who's, when do you get to the point where you just tell somebody, I, I just can't work with you anymore? Have you ever had that? Or that's not, you're not it, somebody who Every once in a while you'll run into that. And depending on the person, it may be that I'm just not the right type of coach for them. It may be that what they're looking to develop is it's something I'm, a, I'm strong at. And I may know somebody who's a much better fit. So I can okay. refer to another, another coach, another trainer. Somebody came to me for soccer. I would go, hey, let me have you talk to Jason because Jason's a soccer coach. And that's what he does in Lichfield. Makes sense. Uh, if Jason goes, hey, I've, I've got somebody who wants to run a marathon, Jason can reach out to me and go, hey, I've got somebody who wants to run their first marathon, and it's this far out. Sometimes it's working with people and going, yeah, that goal's not going to happen. I've had 
people go, oh, I would like to run this ultra super long ultra marathon in a year. What, what are you running now? About three miles. Ooh. <laughs> Is it um, you, you were you were in the I know you were in the army, and yeah. and Jason's been a soccer player his whole life. When when do we when do we do we ever shut it off? And, th- and that's the thing I was going to say. You got some coaches that as soon as the season ends, it's not over. It's just beginning because we're going to start yeah. some other conditioning. Jason, do you prescribe to that, or do you think it's good to some athletes? Do you take you take time off and have them do something else, or do you? What what is your feeling on that? I think it's good to rest your body a little bit, but also I think yeah. that's the time I encourage younger kids to try another sport during the off season mm-hmm. to do something different, be coached by a different coach, uh, learn what it's like to be teammates with team members that don't normally they're not always good at you know a kid might be a superstar in soccer he goes and tries mm-hmm. basketball and now he's just a regular kid and he realizes it makes him appreciate being a starter more i like that i, I think that's good and and, and you kind of hit on a little bit too keith about you know maybe just i got somebody else i'm going to have you talk to this coach because they may have a little bit um different of a formula or they do a different type of training or try a different sport other than a triathlon or do something within a triathlon yeah. Uh, basis maybe s- stick with swimming more you're more of a swimmer or, yeah. or a biker or something like oh. that so what i i, I, I those, make a, yeah 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 or it may be a hey let's schedule in a three-month off season where you get out of that heavy I'm, I'm training for marathons or i'm training for triathlons and let's do some strength training and cut those back and maybe focus on cycling to let your body recover yeah, I, I like that. And do that yeah. other work. Do yeah. other do that other work that'll help you build up for your next season of. So you got to co- so commit commit to what you agreed upon, and then and then if there's something else, you're going to be constantly because you're, you're it's always evolving. It's always ever evolving. I think that would be safe to yeah. say with within the individual, oh, yeah. and, and do that. What what kind of what's going on in the future here now? What do you what do you see? What's coming up next for you and your your crew out there in Iowa or wherever you're to, or some Floridians? For, or, for my people, well, yeah. I've got a, a lot of people who are doing some really impressive weight goal stuff and it's really impressive getting started on their fitness journey stuff right now. I've got a couple of people training for some races. And for me, I'm training for Nebraska State Fair Marathon at the end of August. And then possibly the Des Moines Marathon in October. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how things go during my training cycle. I love it because below we do have a link set up if anybody wanted to check check it out, try anything yeah. that they they have with you. Um, you'll meet with them. You're gonna you kind of yeah. break it down, figure out where they're at. But um, again, we've been talking about people. This is for anybody listening. I mean, yeah. this is for any age. Jason touched on it too. We we don't want to beat. I mean, we could start as young. Which the youngest I remember, we had Goose. I was cut, you know, we we had little Goose, Goose Lockhart. He Goose started, is kind of a unique case. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. started that young. Yeah. He was how old was he when he first started? Oh, he was like what six or seven, I think. No, he was a teenager. I feel like I've grown up with the kid. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> but is there any detriment to that having a kid start that long for your type of sport? Not, I know Jason. I, I would suggest young kids, making sure, unless they really love it, I would suggest making sure they get exposed to multiple sports. Okay, that's good to know. So don't just say, hey, my kid's just going to go do this Ironman one day yeah. at that age. And yeah. you see some parents, like, pushing them. Where is it where it's too much is too much? Or where you would say, yeah, um, this is over the top? I, I've seen people trying to train, you know, five-year-olds for intense track stuff. And it's kind of like, that kid's not going to be running by the time they get to high school. They're probably not. They hate this already. <laughs> Is it more now? Is it because it's yeah. more psychological? You're burning a kid out more mentally, yeah. or is it not in, good for your body? Your body's going well. Okay, your body is going to change a lot between you know birth and 22 years old. I mean, yeah, that's just a reality. And going well, I, I'm the, the kid's five or six years old, and they're really leaning. It looks like they have a runner's body. That doesn't mean that's going to hold true. Genetics plays a role. It may be bad nutrition at home there's a whole lot of factors involved and they may just not like that particular sport over time or they may burn out on it conversely i've seen if the kid really loves running or soccer or football or you know they love just like going into the gym and moving weight great let them keep a grip on it you know, your seven-year-old probably shouldn't be trying to deadlift a couple hundred pounds that's not a good thing but yeah when we see super athletes and you see some yeah. uh, uh, Jason, you probably see some parents out there that are just, they want their kid. Now, I'm going to touch on something with both of you guys here for a second. Um, and, and if it's a little bit, I'm I, not saying, that, you know, this is like your licensed therapist here, but what I do see a lot, I see these parents, 
that vicariously are either they weren't yeah. that way, so therefore they have to be that way, or maybe there's a spouse or somebody wants their wife to be a particular way, or there's an athlete that says, look, I, I can do this. What's the rea- reality of that? I mean, when you hear parents do this, let's talk about the parents first, and then maybe a person individually who's got some really crazy expectations, which you could probably say, dude, you're never going to get there. But you don't want to be discouraging. Mm-hmm. But when there are parents doing it to their kids, what? let's talk about the parents first with the kids. When they do this, they want their kid to be a particular way. Oh, they're going to be, we're going to make you, you're going to be a marathon runner and this and that. Do you see sometimes when they're doing that, you're saying let the kid breathe, let them build it on their own and move mm-hmm. in there. Is it bad yeah. to be that parent that's crushing them and saying you got to do it and if they don't, we're going to beat you up to no end? Because I see that a lot with my kids. And I, I, I want so bad yeah. to step in there, but it's not my place because I'm not their parent. But it's yeah. it's scary. I yeah, think. It, I think. It's, yeah. it's a tough position for a coach because in, in my case, it'd be somebody paying me to train their kid. And if their kid's looking at me going, I hate doing this, then we need to sit down with the parent and go, there's some unrealistic expectations on somebody's part here because your, your, your son or daughter is coming to me going, hey, listen, coach, I, I really want to go lift weights. I really want to do just about anything except this. Okay, folks, let's talk. Let's, you know, just, is, this, is this child's goal or mom and dad's goal? When, and when does a kid make a decision? Real conversation sometimes. Yeah. And it, sometimes it's, listen, I'm not the right coach for your kid, and your kid is not going to be happy regardless because they don't want you to be doing this. See, I have pres- that hard conversation. Yeah, and I prescribe to the, the thing, get your kid's butt off the couch. they got to be oh, doing no. something. You pick whatever you want to do, and I'm not saying it to parents listening exactly. right now. Get them moving, whatever it may be. But they do have a right to say, I don't like this. Jason, yeah. do you think? I, oh, I, yeah. man, you think we, we, we could spend a whole podcast on this. <laughs> I mean, maybe this I mean, is another podcast. Yeah, it I could mean, be yeah. because, I mean, as a coach myself, I've seen that. As a coach, and that is my parent. I have four kids. I have a son that plays Division One football. Uh, but I had two mm-hmm. daughters that could have played in college, but one chose not to. Something called when you turn 16, you start driving. You have independence you never had. Kids, all of a sudden, their interests change, like you said. Uh, but I think parents sometimes, it's under the guise of I've, the kids feel pressure that they have to do it. Because I've heard parents tell them, if you don't do this, you can't get a scholarship to college. So they're pressured into playing this travel ball sport. And you can sometimes yeah. talk to the kid and they're like, I don't really want to do this. But if I don't do it and I don't get the scholarship, I won't be able to go to college. So the parents have put so much pressure on the kid that this is their only way they're going to be able to go to college. I mean, I'm, that's not every parent, but I've seen it from that extreme. And so for me as a coach, I think a lot of times what I've done, I've learned, I've been doing it for 20-something years now, but the last seven, eight years, I brought it back to making the sport fun. A lot of coaches take the fun out of the game for the kids. And I tell the kids, look, I don't care if you don't play in college. I'm not here to make sure you play in college. I'm here to make sure you enjoy the game so that one day when you're a parent and you have your own kids, you'll be willing to coach or maybe get them involved in this sport. Because so many kids that had a bad experience with coaches as a kid don't want anything to do with any sports. It happened to me as a kid, believe it or not. I mean, I had a a coach who their their sons played, and I don't want to say they had favoritism, but they had patience with them. Unfortunately, my dad, you know, at the time, he just wasn't around as much to, to get that dad kind of pressure at home. And, I, you know, I took it in hockey because hockey was more of a physical sport. And I think that helped me get a little more strength and independence and, and, and take control, you know, in a, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. But, um, but I remember one time that I, I just couldn't hit a ball. This is just baseball. I couldn't hit it to save my life. Just struck out almost every single time. And, uh, and I remember a coach saying, he goes, come on, you're not using your noggin. Get over here. And then his son would get up there and hit it, and he's showing him how to do it. And, I'm, and not that I, I didn't correlate to later. I look back and say, well, maybe because you're helping your kid out, he's great, and he's giving him praises. And I'm not saying he shouldn't, but he would make me go run the perimeter of the field. <laughs> he, get, your, you know, you're not, you get your head out of your butt, Jeswell, is pretty much what you're saying. And I would run, and I ran one time, and I ran all the way home. <laughs> I said, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, heck with this. Yeah. And I, I don't want to seem like a poor sporter, you know, but it yeah. does matter yeah. in a way. How no, that's you, real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it does matter. I'm not saying, you know, baby and, and do it, but you. But I like what you said about make it fun. Some of them are there because yeah. they feel like they got to win. Like this is like SEC, you know, soccer or something, or, you know, if that's such a thing, SEC soccer, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we don't have a soccer team at Auburn though, do we? Do we have a team? Yes, you do. Actually. We do. We do. The women's. Yeah. That's oh, the thing. Women's. Don't we don't have men's. Yeah. That's what it's it is. football and yeah. SEC. Football, yeah, for okay. men, but for yeah. women, women's a big sport. Okay, good. SEC. So that's a big yeah. deal too. But it, but it is. I mean, if you're somebody who takes it seriously, you got parents on it, you're going to have those parents that just want to drive them, drive them. Mm-hmm. But you got to somehow 
is a, a coach. Has to be balanced. Yes, yeah, yeah. be a balance. Okay, yeah. so we got to. You got to keep that. You should be looking. Yeah. Anyone listening, look for that in a in a coach, and and even yeah. somebody who does something like what Keith's doing. Uh, yeah. You know the same thing. You know if if you're you got to listen, you almost got to be the mediator. You know to the parent and say, yeah, look, you know, Johnny Boy here is just not. This isn't. He's this yeah. is not what he wants. This to isn't. Do. This isn't what this isn't Johnny doesn't like doing track work. This is Johnny hates running. Utterly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and some of that is because you're going, but well, Johnny's going to be an ultra marathoner. Yeah. If Johnny doesn't want to. Nobody's going to make him run that far. And if we drift back to the eighties, Johnny hates jazz. Great, 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 great musician. Ooh, man, went there. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and I'm old, and we're all old enough to remember that. <laughs> That's going back in time. There you go, a little bit. Yeah. But uh he's showing us his A's there, Keith. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Remember, I got a few I got a few years on you guys. So that's what I that's what I come up with when I have those. But you know, you guys are probably you guys were like in elementary school when I came out. I was in high school. <laughs> but I I gotta probably. admit I gotta admit, Keith, I mean here meeting Bob here in person. I would never guess he's fifty-seven though. He's aged very well. I would oh, think oh, that's he, nice. he could pass for thirty-seven, forty-seven. Wow, jeez. So. Oh wow. Our next week's Great. special guest will be Jason right. Robertson. Doing this right, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> next week, starring Jason Robertson. He'll be back in the house with us. Again, we always like having him here for daily affirmation. <laughs> feels good. <laughs> got to coach him up, Keith. <laughs> He's yeah, coach, yeah. yeah, in a sense, it is. It's coach up. It, it feels good, and I, I appreciate that. Same same with you guys. Being surrounded, that, that, that brings to mind that you just said that. That it brings to mind that when you surround yourself with positivity and people, it kind of begets that, and it kind of you become part of that. That formula is that is that important? To you guys, do you find that? Yeah. I mean, who who the heck motivates Jason Robertson? Who motivates Keith Hedger? Oh, I, I've got a whole list of people I pay attention to for that kind of thing. Um, Rick, uh, Master Trainer Rick Ritchie over at NASM does regular podcasts, and I'll tune in to see what he's talking about. That could range from coaching business to, you know, how is your shoulder structured? What can we do to avoid injuring that? So. I'm constantly learning on that kind of thing. I'm paying attention to other coaches in the field, you know, different running coaches, different strength training coaches or fitness coaches in general. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Mine's, mine's, real, mine's real easy. Uh, I married a girl that's five years younger than me. She's a Floridian. She's a blonde and a blue. So hey if, now, I wanna, if I want to be go. back in the house and stay home with her, I'm just, <laughs> that's, that's some yeah. motivation right hey, there. I, I love yeah. that. He's being honest. I'm just being honest. It is. That's good. That's yeah. good. Hey, you, you, and it's a good brownie point. So when you get home, we're going to make sure she listens to this tonight, there Jason. Go. There we go. <laughs> and yeah, there was also that day when my wife looked at me and running stock auction. We're going for a run. <laughs> Yeah, okay. she is. I was going to say, your wife, I, I could see it. But it is. Your spouses happen to be it. I find yeah. on the team that I have now, we're not talking about you know, just you know doing athlete. I, I find that at work, I, I like to participate because I didn't serve in the military and you know that, Keith, yeah. but I, I know you do Team RWB. That's your that's one of your things yeah. that you like to do. Um, nice nonprofits that help to yeah. uh, get, get military yeah. active men and women coming back into civilian life assimilated. And I do the same thing with Gallant Few. And I got Run Ranger Run here. It's called Patriot Challenge. Mm-hmm. Now I just happen to have it on. But I do it at work, and I find it that people at work get really excited. You'll And, and, and I, I'm mm-hmm. asking questions to you guys, which I may somewhat know the answer, but but I want to hear it from your point of view. But there are those who wanted the T-shirt one year. Just give them the T-shirt, and they never do an ounce of miles to help us out as a team to build up and get everyone inspired, or they make every excuse not to show up at Lake Bottom to walk or run. So um, I'm not an official coach like you two guys. I'm not at that level, but I but I enjoy motivating, if that makes sense, yeah. in the workplace to get people excited about it. When I do that, I find out you know performance changes, attitudes change, uh, people mm-hmm. on my staff change, uh, you know, in the weather mm-hmm. area because that's hard. It gets it, you get. You know, every time a storm comes through, working long hours, it gets you know, you get kind of you feel exhausted. You know, you want to try to always bring in a, a reason. Don't be tired. Let's turn it into energy, positive energy. And you and you have to say it with words sometimes, but at the same time, um, you know, getting them involved, you know, can make a difference. I, I know the Japanese culture does. It. I mean, they they don't yeah. sit there and work as crazy as we do. Or the, the Australians, they take summer yeah. off. You know, there's other countries that literally take a month off the country shuts down for a month I and mean, can you imagine us doing that you know it'd be yeah. but sometimes <laughs> you know go work out go on a vacation with the family for crying out loud but um but yeah it, it's it's not all work and you know no play it, it you can have that balance with a little bit of you know work make yourself better and, mm-hmm. and do a little play too so, yeah. so it yeah. sounds good um, a lot of it is hey bad things are going to happen life happens for you not to you take advantage of that when something happens go okay how am i going to address this how am i going to handle 
Right. It's kind of like long distance running, like Jason was saying. That's a little different thing. There's a the longer you're running, the more opportunities there are for something not good to happen. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's where you have to go. Okay, how am I going to address it when I'm tagged it? You know, I'm working on this PR 5K, and I'm I went out too fast and I'm tanked it. Uh, you know, right. a mile and a half, and I'm can I can I hold it together? You've got to you can start thinking about that. Okay, I'm going to dig in a little bit. I'm going to keep pushing, and I'm going to back my pace off just as much as I should still be able to pull that off. Or okay, maybe the PR is not going to happen today. I went out for a which PR is a personal record, so ago. people know PR yeah, is a personal, personal record. Best. Yeah, yeah, personal best. Yeah. yeah, I did. I had that happen. I was shooting for the Soldier Marathon 5K, the 5K, the Soldier's Marathon, for a PR attempt, and as it turned out, I wasn't feeling well that day. And it was one of those, I had to walk out and go, I'm going to do the race. I'm capable of doing the race, but it's not going to be that attempt I want. I'll find another race in a month or so and come back to that. You weren't peeing on the hour. It means you weren't hydrated. Maybe. No, no. Was I it was a hydration issue? Not was not feeling it? well at all. You just <laughs> it was under not the weather. a hydration issue. <laughs> and so, it was definitely not too many 12-ounce curls. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, that would be dehydration. It could be. But no, I, I, I get it. I mean, <laughs> that, that makes complete yeah. sense. So between Jason and Keith here today. I'm hoping folks are hearing us. I mean, yeah. I don't care what size you are, age, you, you can do it. You know, just, just, get, just let's find it. There's different ways. There's different coaches out there, different methods, shop around. There's um, different doctors out there, different PTs, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. Certified coaches like yourself, Keith, and, and um, you can, you can, you know, find the one yeah. that suits, suits you. I mean, there's somebody out there. There is. Yeah. I mean, there's no excuse. It, it, you have the internet. It's not hard to find. Yeah. yeah. When <laughs> it you're on really right is it. And we got, we're going to find you right now because you can see it right there at the bottom. We're going to, we got yep. the, the links for you. We're going to get the audio hooked up Appreciate with that. Dylan and uh, Jason Robertson. Jason, tell us how, what do you think of this? J- Jason just wanted to step in here to see how podcasts are done. I think he's got it. What do you think? <laughs> I think he's doing good. I think he's you can always ask questions. That's not too hard. But I, no, no, I've, I've enjoyed it. I think the, the coaching part, coaching up people, I think Keith hit on it. Uh, I've learned that as coaching. You can't coach every kid the same way. You've got to yeah. find out some kids you can chew them out and they will respond and go out there and play 10 times better. But if you do that to another kid, they'll shut down, freeze up. So I think you have yep. to know the kids. You have to know the individuals. So that's interesting. So you can't, so it's not you fair to say, to well, get... why does he talk to him that's that right. way and talk that's to me right. this way? But there's a reason yeah. that one may have thicker right. skin than the other. But I, you, I, get, but you got to know true. your kids to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. A so, lot of coaches don't take that same. time. They want to just yell at the whole team as a group, but then I'll pull one kid aside yeah. and say, look, I understand this is what I need to do to motivate you and go with it from there. And that kid just plays so different. That's brilliant. But you yeah. have to know your kids. Even in workplace. Oh. So when I say, how yeah, does this person gets away with this and this one does, everyone to each his own. You know, some people need. Some people need that selfie of themselves every day, and they need that recognition of saying he's yeah. great and get all the likes. And some people don't, so don't take, don't get mad at them yeah. for that. As long as they all know the team goal, but how they get to yeah. the team goal is up to the coach. Digging it, yeah. that makes sense. And that makes sense. I like it. Does. That. it, it yeah. makes they sense. all still got the same goal now? Look, hey, we all got the same goal, but guess what? I'm going to help you out get there differently. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Learn something here. So that's yeah. good. I, I'm, I'm going to look at that differently, guys. I'm not going to take it so yeah. personal sometimes when yeah. I see that. Oh, make sure you tell and them. I've got Go a ahead. variety of clients with different goals, and I have to get to know each of them yeah. and what will motivate them. And there are some that's like, listen, you know you bagged on that. You bagged <laughs> yeah. that workout. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's no Others, it's like, okay, you made the attempt and got through most of it, and that's a good day for you, and let's keep going on that, and let's work on getting to the next one. Yeah, it depends on the client. It depends on the, the person you're dealing with. You have to get to know your people. That's for you too, Bob. Too, yes. some people you can praise openly yeah. or correct openly. Okay. Others no, you I, can't. I'm learning. No, and, and I. Yeah, there are some people right. who That's really good. don't want you to call call out their really That's cool right. moves. You don't, you don't want to call them out in front of people, right? You maybe pull them aside to talk to them about how you, they need to correct things. Some people are okay with being corrected in the right. open. It's yeah. the same thing with yeah. players. I, I love it. See, you know what? That's I. God, I love that. This is a whole other podcast too. We could talk about this forever. Mm-hmm. I had, and at my age, when you have. People and and somebody may even be listening. I hope so, and I respect him uh, big time. It was actually I'll, I'll just say it. It's my he's the one who opened up with us. Was Gene? He's my former boss and a great guy. But I had to go separately to him. I said, look, if I'm your leader in the newsroom, don't alpha dog me or correct me in front of everybody because when you do that, it lowers me as the person who's trying to motivate you. I'm helping you to bring these kids up. I mean, I'm not saying I can't use 
some yeah. new advice and correction and you could give me some new point. I'm, you're always learning. It doesn't matter yeah. how old you are. I'm not against that, but um, I'm against it if you're, you're, you're trying to show other people, look, if I can, you know, I'm going to put Bob in his place and show you. No, that, that doesn't work because I'm at a different yeah. level. I mean, I feel like yeah. my level's here because I'm building people up. I'm, I'm a manager yeah. of my team in weather. So you have to, and I had to meet separately with him. It took us a couple times. He did it, but then he originally, mm -hmm. he finally got it and said, yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. And I, I, I totally respect that. I mean, that's, but you're right. There are some people, um, and if you do it, you could do it in a different way, but th th this is good. And when you're coaching, you know, and motivating yeah. people that, that that's part of the formula. Boy, you guys are, you guys are good. This is, that, that was a yeah. good, that was a good moment. Yeah. Yeah, if like Jason that. and I saw each other coaching groups of people, we might have, it might be a case of, Hey, Jason, you got a second or Jason going, Hey, Hedge, and Keith, have you got a second? I need to talk to you about this Yeah, real quick. And off to one side, we're, we're not tearing each other down because you're a coach, you're in a leader position. You have to have that power base. Now I found better that, too. That, that base. You can praise yeah. anybody publicly. It always works. You can yeah. I, I've got one kid say, "Man, you, you had an awesome game <laughs> yeah. today." Oh, I don't like. I don't like when yeah. you nobody nobody turns down that. Don't do but that. always yeah. correct them yeah. privately, unless yeah. it's a yeah. group thing. About the now, if I'm talking about the whole team, what they need to do better is yeah. one thing. But when yeah. you start coming to individuals, you have to be very careful. Yeah, I, I, that's that's yeah. well, good yeah. point yeah. taken. That's Jermaine in, in in that sense, very much so. So I appreciate that. Hedge, I like that. I never called you hedge. <laughs> Don't don't hedge around. Don't. No. <laughs> hey, guess who's calling right now? Watch this, Phil. We're, hey, Phil, we're live on our podcast right now, and, and Jason Robertson's here. Would you like to say hi to him, along with Keith Hedger? Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil, how are hey, you, sir? Oh, great to hear your voice, brother. Great. Another hey. Bulldog fan in the house. That's even Yeah, better. he's a Bulldog. <laughs> hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we'll see what we'll see if they do this year coming up this fall. No, I'm, I'm sure they'll do good. Hey, Bob was just talking about being encouraging. Now I know. Now, time. see, look at I just did. It's because that that comes in a team. That comes into like, hey, I'm a roll, roll tide guy, <laughs> and you guys are a dog. And then Keith, what are what are you? What's your SEC team? I'm actually an FSU fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Have been for years. Okay. And so, I'm living okay, maybe so. 60 miles from Iowa State. Yeah. Possibly 100 from the Hawkeyes. So. Okay. Thank you, Phil. Phil got me some Catch weather video. Catch you later, Phil. But no, that's good. No, but that, that comes in the fun camaraderie and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're right. It's, it's, yeah. Here I go, bashing, bashing on a, a good moment that you they don't have. one year out of 15. Can't they on. just, can't I just give you guys one moment? <laughs> I know. Out of years. I know. Now, I was going to say, now Herschel's running for office. I, we'll see what happens after this podcast. That, what happens. that is crazy. Yeah, is that something <laughs> to go from that to the other, you know? But anyway. Guys, I really enjoyed you both. This is fantastic. I think we got a couple other topics here we need oh, to explore the next time. You're not kidding. And, uh, of course, Keith, thank you so much for stepping in here oh. the way you did today. Um, you're, you're, you know, I'll say you're one hell of a coach. I've seen you in action, and uh, people gravitate towards you. <clears throat> and they, they, um, and you're, you, just, you, you just know how to get people where they're going. And I'm, I miss you, seeing you physically, but at least we could see yeah. you virtually. And then we can still, still be coached by you. At a it, it is the glory of the modern technology that we can have these kind of conversations yeah. from a thousand miles or 900 miles apart or whatever it is. The good, the positive of social media, because I just happened yeah. to glean over and I said, you know what? I got to give Keith a, a holler. And he goes, yeah. yeah, I go, Keith, yeah, make sure you were here at the studio today. If you can be here at one fifteen. he goes, well, Bob, that's going to be kind of hard because I'm in outside of Des Moines <laughs> right now. <laughs> I said, what the heck was that? He goes, I've been up here. I go, oh, because of COVID. So we didn't know. <laughs> so that, yeah. Jason comes in so, just to observe and learn a little bit about podcasting because he's going to be starting his podcast, which is going to be kind of a theme of vo your voice. Is that what it is? Tell people voice about of the people. It. The voice of the people. That's his podcast. So you, you may want to watch out for... Uh, Look out for Jason Robertson, Voice of the People, and you guys. Uh, that'll that'll be an interesting podcast. I think that that will probably resonate real well. That's that sounds good. Mine's health and wellness. Try to get us there. We talked about some, you know, where to be health and well. You can never talk too much about this because somebody's going to learn something new each and every single time. So hopefully you could join us too anytime right here. Keith, thanks again. Stay with me, Keith. Don't hang up just yet. And uh, we're going to be talking to you folks next week again. You can always catch these episodes as I look up at my cheat sheet here. Of course, you could catch us over here at Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and at WRVL.com for the visual portion of it, which I think Jason Robertson dug that. He said, I may do something on the visual side. So people like to see the people that are behind the camera. Otherwise, you're just listening to this audio podcast. And you can catch us on social media, Bob Jeswell at Twitter, Bob Jeswell WRBL, Facebook, Bob Jeswell WRBL, Instagram. I have a, co a contact and a link there at Instagram, too. So if you want to be in, uh, in the know of uh, what we're doing here, when you rise up endurance coaching, 
and soccer coaching, whatever it may be, remember, everybody is coached differently. You never could coach two people the same way, and that could be a success for you. Thanks for staying with us on the Bob Jeswell Show. We'll see you next time.